0: We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron and Abe. He's working. Um, Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I normally discuss movies weekly. However, every now and then we have these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different. And this is one of our fun commentary tracks. This is the month of August, so we get a new commentary. And this month, in anticipation for Halloween H4O, we're talking Halloween H2O colon 20 years later, The 1998 seventh entry in the Halloween series, Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis Returns and all that. We're going to talk about that film. Join me to discuss Halloween H2O. We have from Why So Blue and the Cult Cinema Cavalcade podcast. This summer, he won't be taking a vacation. It's Brandon Peters.
1: What's this life for? (laughs) Also joining us, from
0: Forbes, 20 years ago, he changed the face of box office punditry. It's Scott Mendelson.
2: Always a pleasure. I'm, a, I'm still trying to figure out Brandon's bit, so I have nothing quippy to offer myself. It's, it's what a, was that song? Don't have,
1: to, don't have to settle no goddamn score. It's a Creed
0: song. When Creed was popular.
2: Oh, that makes sense
0: now. And like, the, and, I was yeah. out, of, out
2: of, I was out of touch with the youngins at my age. And
0: Dimension was like, we have to have two things in all our horror movies: a poster <laughs> with all the all the young faces facing forward ominously, and Creed on the soundtrack.
1: <laughs> Creed even got a poster in the background too in Scream Three uh-huh. with the soundtrack. They, yeah,
0: they have two songs on the Scream Three soundtrack. I know this, yep, what ifs, one of them, and then this is the end. Why do I know that? Because I have the Scream 3 soundtrack. It's wonderful as far as You're the two, one. 2000's new metal hybrid soundtracks go. It's got Slipknot and Power Man 5000 and probably Godsmack if I had to guess. I think System of a Down might be on there. It's a, it's a, that's a soundtrack. Okay, anyway, we're talking about Halloween H2O. Um, is that the, is the full title Halloween H2O 20 years later? Is that the full title? I don't think
2: anyone's ever called it that. I think the, I to... the, the movie calls
0: it that, though, right? It says
2: all yeah, of those the, things. Yeah, p- the
1: poster said it, too. The poster says it. Yeah, I like, had the poster in my bedroom. It's right under up, the poster. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those floating faces stared at me in my room. You know. <laughs> had a lot of floating faces posters, to be honest with you. I, was being a, I, you know, I love slashers. So. You, you were big with the Dimension Horror. So. <laughs> the big Dimension Horror. Yeah, yep. They, you know, Line them up. You dressed you dressed up as Jack Black's character, and I still know what you did last summer. I
0: believe one year,
1: right? That was... I did, yeah. Someone's taking their love of slasher po- posters one step too far.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get this thing going. Basically, what we're going to do here is talk about the movie while it's playing. It'll be on, you know, silence so you guys can hear us and so not that. Um, we all have the film. Scott Brand and I have the film. Pause it fifteen seconds in. Um, and I'm going to count down from three and on the sound of go, we're going to press play and just start talking about the movie. Um, yeah, that's the plan. If you're listening, if you're watching this movie and listening along, you can, you know, make sure to listen for that countdown. If you're not, if you're just listening, you're done. You have, you all, that's all you have to do. So yeah, let's get this, let's get this ready to go here. Okay. I'm going to count down. So we're all ready to go. I was born ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Go.
1: All right. So now for the continued adventures of Tommy Doyle, Kara Strode, Little Danny, and the baby.
0: <laughs> so we've already talked about Halloween on the on a previous commentary track, um, which I'll link to um, on the for the show notes of this episode. Um, but I I figured this was the most appropriate Halloween to do. Um, I think Brandon, you and I discussed it. We we're trying to think of like options, and yeah, this was this made a lot of sense to me, especially since we have. You know, another 20 years after this movie to talk about next. Um,
1: I, I uh, we, we had to put Jaws the Revenge on hold for later.
0: Yeah. No. I, we did set our sights on doing a shark movie in honor of The Meg, which turned out to be a bigger hit than <laughs> we all expected to be. Um, yeah. But this makes just as much sense to me. So before we get into things, though, who is this right here?
1: This is Nancy Stevens. She was the nurse Marion in the original Halloween and Halloween Two, and wife of um, Rick Rosenthal, the director of Halloween Two and the other Halloween movie that came after this. <laughs> and uh, she's also the person flying the plane with the president on it to crash it and escape from New, from York, New York. as Well, yeah,
0: yeah. It's a you but, know, there's a lot of interesting nods to um, the the previous two films, which. This one is most in line with. I mean, I think the presumption is we just kind of write off four, five, and six in getting to this point,
1: right? Uh, yeah, Steve Miner had no interest in following any of that stuff, um, and early in the production, before it was what was H two O, um, it w- it was going to be a straight to video movie, and the writer was the writer that won the script. The idea was cold. Um, let's kind of not follow where we left off because it was a bit of a mess. Donald Pleasance is dead. And let's just kind of try to work our way away from that. And, and the movie that was, it was going to be, was going to be a um, Halloween two faces of evil. And it was uh, Michael Myers, a detective, Was hunting down Michael Myers at a all all ghouls all girls school uh, with. Uh, the help of a, a serial killer behind bars, a uh, Silence of the Lambs meets Halloween type of approach. Let's
0: pause that so, for a second. Let's pause that for a second so we can point out that here's Joseph Gordon-Levitt and like a guy, right. that, a guy that's not Jamie Kennedy, but like seems like oh we couldn't get him so we'll get this guy instead. He
1: was <laughs> he was he was in he was in Can't Hardly Wait and he was in a couple like really popular commercials back then. Yeah. So he would have been a recognizable face when this came out. And now you're like who's this dude? Yeah, he just seems like a sub. He
0: seems like the the, the like the body double for like another actor that you. probably
1: Probably do recognize. sudden <laughs> well, right?
2: Son. right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not right, th- I mean... this is this is a twofer here because um, these the slasher movies of this era, the scream-inspired ones, always had the notable opening kill being a, a notable young-faced actor. Mm-hmm. But here you get Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's you know third rock from the sun, popular. He's even more po- He's even more famous now, so this works even better. But for the Halloween hardcore fans, you get the nurse. Um, Marion from Halloween 1 and 2 is like your deep track, kind of like h- fandom big name character to bump off in the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it works It works in that regard as well.
0: Yeah, so this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Kevin Bacon moment right here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> before there were oh, before there were big stuff,
0: although Gordon-Levitt's Third working. Rock
1: from the Sun was his, it was his animal house,
0: Third Rock from the Sun, so there you oh, go. Yeah, that and like, like what, Angels in the Out, like Kid's been working for like, you know, seven yeah. years at this point already
1: this scene this scene was from the original script but it was just nurse and then they thought hey let's let's bring the who do we have from the original movies and it just made sense to bring the nurse character back
2: yeah
0: but it's... this
1: scene was just just plain old nurse but now it's a character from the original movie it's
0: a good tie-in too i mean is it beyond beyond jamie Lee curtis obviously is there anybody else from the original films that are that's in this movie
1: uh nope
0: oh all right I mean, you get. No, the, it's just. Jamie. I mean,
1: you get a Tommy Lee Wallace cameo in that little flash of. Uh, yeah,
0: you get Michael
1: the, Myers breaking him from the closet from the first movie, but no, it's this. Just... Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, they wanted. Um... well, I mean, it was it, it, the project started, Like Jamie Lee Curtis got her John Carpenter and Deborah Hill together to to do this. Uh, John Carpenter walked early on because money. Yeah, it, it. People <laughs> were like, well, we don't know what it was, but he's owed a lot of back money from mustafa Cod um deborah hill kind of wandered off but she i mean she was more than willing to like she it wasn't out of it was just like john's not doing this i'm not doing this so jamie lee curtis kind of headed up this project herself and steve Miner, who she worked with forever young is who she brought who did friday the 13th two and three he did one of the house movies so he was kind of perfect for this but he even says i wish john carpenter would have done this movie and not me and I think he did a rather good job. Yeah, I think
0: it's a, no, I, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about some shortcomings of the film. But, I mean, from a direction standpoint, it's, it's a nice ode uh, to yeah. you know, what, the, sim- and, the simplicity of Halloween, of the better Halloween films.
1: And, and Jimmy the Curtis is now going around. She's doing that typical thing of uh, let's sell my new movie by trashing the previous one I did. But she was heavily involved in this thing as much as she's like, yeah, I did it for a check. If she did it for a check, then she didn't need to be have her fingers in a lot of this. Like her and Steve Miner were a team. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not saying that like, oh, Jamie Lee gets what she wants. She just cared that much to do the project the way it should be. And, but I mean, there were problems that happened during this movie that were evident when you first saw it at all. Like the, it's the whole changing masks. I didn't notice. But, I saw this movie twice in the same day when it came out. I didn't notice.
0: It's a little weird that like she would come back to it. Like, because it's not like the reputation of this film is like soured. People generally like, genuinely point to this one as like one of the better sequels, if I'm not mistaken.
1: This, yeah, this is, this is, gener- I mean, a lot of people think it's, a, the series is weird. But like, this is easily one that people are going to say is the second best film. Like on average. Easily on average this one gets (laughs) tossed up as second best uh the original halloween 2 is second best um there's people that think halloween 3 is the second best there's people that four i mean uh, the the ones you're not going to get people (laughs) saying (laughs) is anybody are six five uh the first rob zombie um resurrection of course
0: Leaving, yeah. But, I mean, to at that. Like, see, at that point, you're diving into the minutia where, like, only horror fans or like Halloween franchise fans really, yeah, diehards, yeah, they have to have a bigger opinion of what you should be praising or whatnot. But yeah,
1: yeah. The idea of this film was to bring Halloween back to a prestigious level, and and following the story from the previous one wasn't going to do it. Uh, putting it at an easy place for a newcomer or someone who hadn't seen a Halloween film in a while. This was. <laughs> a good starting point
0: (laughs) shoved a skate right into his face it's such what what did michael do like he took grabbed him put it in his face and then like placed him onto the chair and slightly rocked it then sprinted around sprinted around the house grabbed dennis leary's kid ned leary and killed him then positioned him like straight (laughs) up by the door (laughs) <laughs> I just when I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking, okay, it's 20 years later. So what has been? What's Michael been up to? This is my main concern when I watch this movie. It's like, right? What's, what's, he, what's he been? What's he been? Do? Like, has he been what's clearly. What's he, he spent. You must have spent an entire year waiting for this night to prepare
1: this. But like the 19 years before well, this, what I, I else think, is he doing? I think there's uh, in the Doctor Loomis's office. Uh-huh. There's a lot of like bodies and stories and stuff. So I, I take it as he's been possibly still killing around different places who? or something during like, this time who? i don't know <laughs> i just say it leads it leads me to believe okay maybe by the way the mask during this opening scene is the mask from halloween six okay which is uh the, which is still one of the best they didn't, <laughs> that's a good that's, it's that's, a, yeah that's, that's a good mask it's that, a john carl Beekler mask
0: that's a good i like this whole kill setup by the way where it's Mm-hmm. It's reminiscent of Scream, actually, as far as it's all happening yeah. right there, but they're
1: just not quite getting there in time. Um, and this is a Scream era Halloween movie, and it's funny because as much of a trendsetter as Halloween was, it became the copycat after its initial, you know, run. Like, like Halloween Four, like they wanted to join up with more of the ranks of like a Jason type type idea with those, and and then you know after. Freddie and Jason had their secret origins. Uh, Michael got his. Mm-hmm. And then now there's the Scream era stuff and Halloween's jumping in there. They jumped in on the remake train, uh, the Blair Witch stuff like it's. And but now I think we're going to get something possibly different well, that we'll, could we'll, set trends.
0: We'll get back to that because we'll, we'll talk about where things could be going. But uh I forget is this, this is Kevin Williamson involved in this at all like did he do a, yes like, re-
1: yes um, by the way Stan Winston's son's the the white guy in this scene um huh. but Kevin Williamson was brought in during the scripting stage because there was stuff that wasn't working with the film he apparently did a treatment and I, I read I read it back in the 90s and it I don't I think I was led to believe it was his treatment, but the Frank Zappia seems to have his whole, his, his touch over all this. But Kevin Williamson came in to help make some things tie together. And also, um, uh, he, uh, he fixed, he convinced Mustafa caught on how they could keep the story going mm-hmm. beyond this movie. Because Jamie Lee is like, we're killing him. We're killing him. We're killing him. We're killing him. And Mustafa like, Mustafa says, "No, you will kill Michael Myers because then I don't make money." And um, I, I really like this opening
0: credit sequence, by the way.
1: Oh, it's good. Yeah, I, I, and it's when they use the uh, some of the better parts of Ottman. Oppen- Otman did the original the, the score, score, and then they replaced most of it with uh, John with with, um, with was, scream and mimic yeah, music. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the music um, from
0: scream and mimic exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: But but uh, there's parts like this the the Halloween theme is good. Some of the Ottman stuff just doesn't fit. Um I agree with, like, Patrick lessier is the one who made the decision on this not stuff, not his score not working. Um, because they are apparently given a temp track that sounded great, mm-hmm. and then when they heard the full embellished thing, it was nothing like they imagined from the temp track.
0: And you mentioned um, the Scream era stuff. Like, this came from, play what, Scream was the Graham Ravel stuff, right? Like, he was, like, their house composer, it seemed like, right, at that time? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And there's a lot of interesting sound ideas in, in some of the various Dimension and Miramax horror films that were coming out. Yeah, um, We've been talking a lot, and we've tampered down Scott quite a bit, which I'm impressed with, but I also want to hear something that he has to say for a second. <laughs> um, well, no, I'm listening. <laughs>
2: no, <I> mean, you, <laughs> I'm listening to the experts for this one. But oh, no, uh, my thoughts on the film, A, I like it. I think it's a solid picture. <laughs> I When I first saw it, I was unusually... Not scared, but I found it to be unusually suspenseful because after this sequence, there's almost no there's no killing till almost the end of the film. There's a ton of false alarms. Mm -hmm. So as a result, there was a constant sense of, is this character going to die here? Is this character going to die here? So. Because you don't know, it's not like a conventional slasher film where every seven minutes somebody's killed gets killed. There is a lot of suspense in a sort of will they won't they scenario.
0: And everyone has um, a, everyone yes. has, a lo- has a kind of similar level of importance beyond Jamie Lee, so everyone's basically expendable. Yes. Right, yes.
1: Steve Miner. Steve Miner said he wanted his his goal with the movie was to string people, string sequences and stuff as far along as they could and not kill somebody. Well, like, yeah, that, that's... and and that's exactly how it comes off. Um, there's a lot of like. There are a lot of jump scares in this movie that aren't from anything. But um I need ketchup. Huh?
2: No, like I need ketchup. Ah yeah. There's Sorry, I didn't
0: There's um one of the the things I find hilarious is Roger Ebert complaining about the the lack of certain kills in this movie where he was so against the gore in the eighties, but here, he, like in his yeah. review, I remember he complains about like the kid that sticks his hand on the uh, garbage yeah. disposal, and that he that the garbage disposal doesn't destroy his hand, and it's like that's what I should
2: have gotten to see. <laughs> it's like that's I the... want my money back. Yeah. <laughs> um, what fascinated me about this film, even when it first came out, and now even more so, is that it was the first example that I can remember of arguably forced nostalgia. Which is that, you know, the studio was able to convince you that, oh, you know, it's been so long since a Halloween movie and, you know, it's back and don't you love it, blah, blah, blah. When, of course, you know, Halloween 6 had been, what, three years ago? Yeah, 95. The example I always give is is the fourth season of 24, where they basically fired all their uh, regular characters. And then in season four, they brought them back one at a time for showing crowd pleasing of So the thing that you took for granted in season three was now a big deal event in season four, Mm -hmm. just because they took it away from you. Yeah. But I mean, Um, I I, I
0: get the, I get the play that they're going for as far as, I mean, if you kept up with like the continuity of everything and you're like, well, yeah, it's just another Halloween film, but it's also like Jamie Lee Curtis is back after, after 20 years when the first film came out. And yeah, yeah, so they're selling, I get what you're saying. And I, and I guess, yeah, for something like this, that, I'm to, yeah, I can't think of another specific example. I can think of like TV shows that have gone away and certainly came back as a movie, but that seems a little different Sorry, of what they're trying to oh, sell I, you. I mean... The, I the
2: mean kind, no, go ahead. No, go, go, go ahead. Look, the kind of generational nostalgia that this film was selling, it felt very unique in 1998. 98, and now, I mean, it's 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 almost groundbreaking in that sense.
0: Maybe Hook. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're saying, Scott. I, mean, I agree with
1: yeah, you. yeah. Yeah, I mean this movie is like nowadays is like nothing new to the point where even getting another Halloween like this very soon. Yeah, um, th- there was a. I mean, it was a big deal to clip the sequels uh, and not yeah. count them from this. And to which, I, as a fan back in the, I was I've oh, you know, I've been knee deep in Halloween fandom before and had many conversations with other fans, uh, stuff like that. But like that was a big no no to them but i'm like dude they got jamie lee back i don't care like that's Uh an important figure from the better you know the the first movie and it's sort of like the expanded universe star wars people getting mad because their books don't count when guess what you wanted movies like you got into this because of movies you're getting new movies i'm sorry prince Shizor is no longer around but like that's what i don't get i'm like well hey if Jamie Lee comes back and they just make a damn good Halloween sequel, what's it matter? You still have those other movies you can watch. Uh, I'm sorry, the Thorn Cult mystery isn't going to continue. But...
0: <laughs> At the same... Now, I mean, because I, I already asked where's Michael Binn for 20? Here's Josh Hartnett in like his third movie. Um, I've already no, this asked, is his first movie. Uh, he's the the, the, the faculty is like right before. Like It's, it's tied between these two. I think that was...
2: This is before that. The credits interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. He this was released first. The faculty. That he was... shot them at the same ah, time. Okay, fair enough. He auditioned for the faculty, and after he got called, and was like, "Hey, could you come read with Jamie Lee Curtis for Halloween? We kind of like you there too." And he got both. He's better so. at the
0: faculty. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, like, he's got the like. best cool, Hollywood Homicide. Cool burnt out kid thing going in the faculty, and his hair. is, like. Huh, that's a that's a cut they went for, and <laughs> they said yeah, yeah, and yes. Hollywood homicide. He is fantastic. I mean, that whole movie's great, top to bottom. Uh, that's, that's a different conversation though. <laughs> <laughs> what <Where is, laughs> are we saying the continuity thing with the series? Um, I asked you, you know, what's Michael Myers been up to uh, in the twenty? Well, does that so? I don't think this movie necessarily. But it, does, but if, does this movie necessarily strike out those those movies uh, in between?
1: Yeah, uh, but but it, where's Michael been? But he's the boogeyman. If he's the boogeyman, then doesn't matter where he's been. Or I mean, which I guess you, you know
0: that helps bring this movie layers because that you're, you 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 think about the like okay, it's either he's strictly based in reality, and I think for the most part these movies, most of these movies try to ground him in some sense of reality. He's just able to withstand so much it's a weird thing because then yes there's also yeah there's a supernatural aspect of course to him because he keeps getting up after getting shot or stabbed or thrown down a hole or what have you obviously the six movies bonkers with mysticism and what have you but uh mm-hmm. which mask is that
1: that's the reshoot mask that's
0: the reshoot mask okay
1: because i i was telling aaron off air that you know I've, I've seen the work print of this movie and there's a different mask in that shot and the work print. The work prints before they uh, reshot the ma- all the mask stuff. It's got uh, temp track score to it. It's got some different uh, lines. It takes There's the director Steve Miner talking to Michelle Williams. Um, yeah. But but yeah, that's some of the, so a lot of the differences in there. Are a lot. It's a lot of unchanged mask stuff. Which you can see the mask they, they originally used, and it's just too blank of an expression. It's it's kind of alien looking because well the they, the original mask gets this credit for being, you know like this expression, this face. It still looks sort of human, which is creepy to it. Mm-hmm. It's still got an expression, you know. Um, I just it's not realized like angry the other, like the Rob Zombie one,
0: but the other main male kid in this movie that's the grown up uh, that's the kid from Jumanji that
1: turns Jumanji into, yeah that turns into a monkey. Oh. And here's this weird old, car. like, this is, I, I don't know, the, this old car, like, why?
0: Because <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a woman and her kid, too. It's like, what, what's, what's, this? I want to see this. Subs- uh, uh, who, Where, where's this web series to explain this
1: situation? <laughs> they, they said it's supposed to be some, some hippie mom, but she looks normal. Yeah, it looks like just a
0: regular mom. Uh,
1: yeah. Be... I, this, this sequence is just always, I mean, it's to, you know, hey, Michael's still here, it's to remind us, but it's just sort of random. <laughs> you know?
0: It'd be hilarious if, like, PJ Souls hopped out of the car, but then, I'm like, well, they pulled that off in Double's Reject, so whatever, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah.
1: <laughs> there was supposed to be a Mike Myers cameo in the movie, but he turned him down. Good. Oh, wow. Well, they they, they, they was, couldn't pull was... that joke off.
0: That's how terrible <laughs> for them. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> Well, it was supposed to be re- like she was, it was supposed to be very much uh <laughs> to compare it to something uh, the Stallone cameo in *Staying Alive," where she just kind of bumps by him on the street and gives him a double take and walks off. He wasn't going to say anything. It was oh. that brief, but he refused.:
2: And he also told them, "By the way, when you make Hence, the rivalry <laughs> lives on. <laughs> when you make Scream three, don't let Jay and silent Bob be in it. Mm-hmm. They didn't listen
1: to him.
0: Yeah, that's the reason that movie's not good. When you make James yes. Island
1: Bob, don't let don't let Wes Craven be hitting it.
0: <laughs> right. So I saw I saw Scream three before I was aware of like the Viewers Universe. So I was like, who are these random characters that are showing up <laughs> in this movie? <laughs> 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 and like I saw Clerks like a few years later, and I'm like. Oh. I did. I, I didn't put two and two together, and even then, I was like, "Cause I, you know, I quickly forgot Scream Three because it's you know terrible." But uh, <laughs> eventually,
1: I remembered, it's like,
0: "Oh yeah, that was a thing."
1: <laughs> Are these? You were the one guy that said it's those guys from Scream Three,
0: exactly. That's what I shouted at, to the ra- to the rafters. Is this? I'm trying. Are there other scenarios? I could. The only thing that I can think of where Michael leaves people alive is like what, like the nurse in the first movie. I guess yeah. like some of the kid, like one of the kid, the kid he runs into with the pumpkin, but it's like, he's not going to kill that kid with a pumpkin for no reason. Are there other scenarios where Michael just like straight up leaves people alive? Because like, this seems like one of the few times. Um, you know what I'm saying?
1: I know. Like as far as, uh, as far
0: as using some, needing somebody to
1: use them for something. Generally, he well, have kills you ever them. have <laughs> you ever tried to open those stall doors when they're locked? <laughs> hey, man! I
0: mean, I've seen the preview for the new one. Don't seem like that's gonna be much of a problem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, 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 uh. Uh, who did he leave alive?
0: Um, you like I can only think of the nurse in the fr- who he just killed. So he got her after all. Never
1: mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the- <laughs> yeah. He, he just he waited. He's like, you just wait twenty years. What I I, basically,
0: you. what I'm saying is he's going to come back for this girl. that is it is it is his daughter in the in the next movie.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Finish unfinished business, just like the end of Blade Two. There's Adam Arkin. Adam Arkin as, like, the, the the best mensch of the series.
1: All right. Like, <laughs> I'm not George Clooney, but you got me. Um, but, no, he's great in this. Like, yeah. I, I love him. And him and Jamie Lee Curtis have, like, just fiery chemistry.
0: Adam Arkin. Where well,
1: those, those people in their 40s and 50s rom-coms with Adam Arkin and Jamie Lee Curtis? needed Need a series of those. Well,
2: I think in a slightly similar way to Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors... One of the which is a better film, but whatever. One of the reasons this film works is because the adult characters are as compelling, if not more so, than the kids. Right. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, yeah, they they yeah. They, LL Cool J is even pretty good in this.
0: So oh, we'll talk. We'll for, yeah. get we'll get to that for, because there's some good things for, to talk about with LL.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think one of the thing is the the dialogue is pretty damn good in this movie. Like there's a the, well, yes. the, the scene later where Jamie Lee Curtis is revealing her true identity to Adam Arkin and that just that just, that just plays great and I, it's I,
0: yeah. I think it goes to what Scott you were saying where it's like yes not only are we not getting people being murdered every you know 10 minutes but there's there's Lee, but there's also like yep there's a dedication to well we're not going to see people getting murdered so what do we do instead well we have to have these characters do something how about they talk to each other and it seems like there is care put into them yeah. talking to each other
1: and I think that's where Williamson probably came in and touched yeah, us up exa-
0: exactly yeah and I'm sure you know, uh, Tarantino did something because he always does things. I don't know. I'm
1: giving up. Yeah. Because <laughs> Kevin Williamson, I mean, he was the horror guy. I mean, we didn't have, I guess Dimension was the horror studio for the 90s as uh-huh. to like the Platinum Dunes of the OOs or the, you know, Pink Blumhouse House now. Yeah. But um, yeah, like Williamson was touching everything. And he had his his whole, you know, breakfast club meets this classic horror movie yeah. uh, type thing that he did. And he, everybody go to him. And I guess because Steve Miner also, he was uh, helped launch Dawson's Creek with Kevin Williams. Exactly, and that's yeah. kind of how they got him to get this going.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm sure like Joss Whedon, David Hader, Chris McQuarrie, <laughs> David Toohey were probably yeah. all like tra- throwing in some lines here there, too. They seem to do that a lot. Um, look at this picture of Josh Hartnett, by the way. It's taken yesterday because you <laughs> framed it right away. Yes. <laughs> God, there's my daily picture I get of my son.
1: <laughs> I can't believe Hartnett didn't come back for resurrection. Just, man. I know, right? Um, okay, so here's LL. Um,
0: yeah. This is the year of LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. Is it? This is it. This is deep, it? This in Deep Blue Sea. Like um, and, nearly back to back, and then a, a year later, but he's still filming at the same time. He's got Into Deep. Into uh, Deep. Yeah, I actually, and...
1: actually didn't mind Into Deep. Into Deep's good like with, in Omar, too deep, yeah. with, with,
0: with Omar Epps. It's got a good poster. That's what I can remember. Yeah. It's Omar Epps is like looking worried with a gun, and LO Cool J just has his hands pointed down, looking very serious.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, you survived Juice, now survive Into Deep.
1: Keys, <laughs> keys, keys to the Range, Jotting Edge. Yeah. That was huge off that soundtrack.
0: And um, uh, Any given Sunday, also.
1: Oh right, yeah, right. LL was working
0: in the in the late late nineties. Is like he's going to start acting. He's going to do a lot more. Acting. We didn't,
2: t- we it- didn't see it-, it for a while, but he shot Mine Hunters in the late nineties, didn't he? Oh yeah. right,
1: Yep, yep, yeah. Is this is this show still going? Yeah, of course. Yes, they like, live forever. Yeah,
0: exactly. Hmm. Walker Texas Rangers uh, approaching its seventh episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so heartened on this movie hated his hair they were trying to do his hair all fancy and stuff Mm -hmm. and so he would wear a hat a beanie hat between takes and wouldn't take it off until they rolled the camera because he he said he was i he goes i went into this not with movie star aspirations but as an you know wanting my theater and actor thing and i always hated how unrealistic kids hair was in movies so i would do anything i could to make my hair look as like Real as possible, so he'd put the beanie on immediately after cut, and he wouldn't take it off till they shot. And he was very sorry to his hair stylist and stuff for the movie. For I, I mean,
0: he says this, but it's like I don't generally see people with bad hair walking around outside. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, that seems like a weird,
2: couple, you know. It's it's especially at a prep school. But he was, <laughs> he, was he was
1: nineteen. He was nineteen. He knew everything about the you know. Mm-hmm. Nineteen.
2: Michael Bay whipped him into shape. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure Virgin Suicide Sophia coppola's is like do whatever you want. Just don't come in bald.
2: <laughs> and none of that Alec Baldwin bushy beard nonsense.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, Josh hartnett treated every film set like the edge. That's that's how it worked. <laughs>
2: You think she'd just sort of like take a vacation around this time
0: yeah, you think mm-hmm. you think this would be like this is where I take those two weeks. I always talk about no reason why bye see you. <laughs> Michael's hair by the way is
1: all over the place yeah. in this movie.
0: <laughs> like,
1: and then they went for the the approach where you could see his eyes through, uh, through the mask like Halloween 2, which I don't which, mind
0: like yeah. It doesn't but I know bother some people. I don't really mind it. I think cuz I think I like the mask in this movie, so it, like it
1: helps. It depends how it's presented. Yeah. Um there's no eyebrows, I, so you know that's always good. I
2: barely I'm not a true fan cuz I really don't notice or care the discrepancies between the various masks
0: I, if you put them next to each other you can because yeah, like, yeah
2: that i'm sure but like because you know like especially if
0: you watch, like a lot of people watch one and then two right after because
1: two you know kind of flows right yeah. after it
0: there's a very distinct difference between the the mask in one yeah. and the mask and two and like even four because i call this out a no lot the
1: after. mask the mask in two is the mask from the first one it's uh, it's just Dick Warlock's head fits it differently. It's just the okay, yeah, it's the okay,
0: sorry, it's not the mat, it's the yeah, it's the actor's head. It's a it's a shape difference. It's a it's the shape of the shape is different. <laughs> that's that's what gets me about it. The... But like yeah, like wow. four has a distinct look because it's like more pale and just like the it's get it's like it's all, it's all these different actors that are playing him too. Yeah, and five is all neck. Five yeah, five is a lot of neck. Six is a good mass. Six is a, yeah, because they got that they got more of that uh that that uh, dimension budget <laughs> to work with. Yeah. Well, cause uh, six, cause six is uh, a gap, right? Five at five is eighty nine, and six is
1: ninety five, right? It's like it's the same as yeah. It's yep.
0: that same thing as mm-hmm. what uh, license to kill and golden eye, right? There's a big
1: gap. Right. Yeah. No, it was the same thing. They're the same exact same gap. Yeah. Uh, and then resurrection looks like a drag queen. Um. <laughs> Michael Myers, and then Zombie's masks are pretty good.
0: Well, because Zombie's like, not only are going to have one mask, I'm going to have them make a, just a, a den of masks, so we'll just be <laughs> all right. mask all the time. And then two is like, we're not even going to have a mask for half the movie. He's just going to be having really scraggly beard. It's going to be amazing.
2: Right. <laughs> and it was.
0: And it was, yes. Yeah, so that's, that's what we all said. Um... We'll do a two comic We'll do a Rob Zombie Talladega Two commentary someday because that's a very interesting movie that I think is grown yeah. in, it's grown in appreciation for over the years for good reason. I've
1: mm-hmm. been I've been meaning to watch it again. The director's cut really makes yeah. it what like I saw when I saw that one in the theater. I'm like, there's something like really here with this movie. I kind of like it, and then I saw the director's cut. and It kind of fulfilled whatever that promise that I was hoping for. It's still not. It's still a little messy. It's not perfect, but I kind of like it that way. Um, but I really like the character work he did with that movie who's that waiter is that
0: somebody because they really leaned in on him so like one of the um,
1: it's, I think it's it's someone on the crew
0: I would I have to get because it's like they're giving him a lot of face time <laughs> so I'm like looking at this guy
2: he's the murderer
1: waiter David Blanchard it, it's a uh, it's uh Bradley cooper that's that was one of his early roles <laughs> <laughs> he's what well, he's he's an assistant on Dawson's Creek <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know what's funny is uh, all of Jamie Lee Curtis's Halloween movie. I'm not going to count Resurrection, um, but her three all have different settings for where the, the tax tape. It's not just like Haddonfield. The first one, you know, it's the neighborhood. The second one's a hospital. And then this one is a boarding school. So she's had a rel- her environment's. Changed from watching her Halloween movies with the other ones. And the fourth, the fourth
0: one, it is a mental institution. It still is a different location for her. For her scenes. Oh well, yeah, for
1: during her t- another hospital. Yeah. That's um, a, but, it's, a yeah. it's a mental. It's different. It's different than just All a right. hospital. With four, five, and six, you get Haddonfield, 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 and then Resurrections pretty much Haddonfield. It's in the house. Um, the zombies goes back to Haddonfield. I mean. Lot, you know, of course, you know, Halloween is always synonymous with, had- with Haddonfield, but the Jamie Lee Curtis ones up till this next one um, have always had a different environment with which Michael plays when he's, you know, becomes like Jason, limited to the lake, limited to Elm Street. Uh-huh.
0: I hear um, I hear Sylvester Stallone based the scene in Rocky Balboa where he argues <laughs> with his son off of
1: this scene. I, they're similar, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> not responsible for you, John.
0: The world's not all sunshine and rainbows. There's killers out there, killers with a knife, and they will stab you and stab you and stab you to try to keep you. Down.
1: <laughs> I remember, I remember in the theater. Um, every time I saw it, when I mean, she said, what "The fuck's going on?" the whole theater just like, <laughs> I mean, this was a crowd pleasing movie too. I mean, there was oh, lots sure. of like cheers. Granted, like it, when when slashers are like. Popular in their like crowded theaters um, during their prime er, prime eras. Like you'll get that, but this one especially, um, you know, even more so than like the screams and stuff. Like well, when because yeah, there's
0: a it's a mix of we're in a mode where we are celebrating horror again since we were in somewhat yeah. a bit of a drought during the, the early 90s and we're in like with the, and, with oh, with the granddaddy
1: of the slasher films like right here right and this one probably had the best like finish of. The entire era, oh, like for sure. I remember, people, yeah. people like pretty much almost standing up once once the end, once the the, the yeah. uh, chop happens. Like well, is
0: yeah. I mean, so I'm very. I mean, obviously, Halloween H4O is I'll refer to it just to keep it clear. Um, <laughs> obviously, that one erases all the sequels, including this one. So it's like it's hard to say, right? You know, it's hard to say that that, like, that will round out this whole storyline nicely. But this series, I mean, this film comes right out, you know, if you watch one, two, and this, like, oh, there's Michael. Uh, That's a good shot. Um, It's a nice, like, circle story as far as providing some sense of closure and a satisfaction that, like, uh, a heroine that you very much like because she's both Jamie... uh, uh, Lori Strode and Jamie Lee Curtis who people genuinely really like like she succeeds and gets rid of this monster and the monsters you know he's delivered on what the audience wants to see the monster do which is get some satisfying kids so it's like yeah I, I can see an audience like loving this whole like idea of seeing this movie in a packed theater and celebrating all the cool things especially because it's you know Fairly well done. Also, it's not a bad. It's not all cheering. Bad.
1: Yeah, cheering as a innocent paramedic gets his head chopped off. Yeah, real <laughs> nice, buddy. Real we nice. Speak of that, <laughs> like, is there a more like? That's one of the most infuriating retcons in cinema history, Wait, right? You're certainly one of the dumbest.
0: Here's my question. When you watched when you went to Halloween Resurrection, knowing that Michael Myers is back after having his head chopped off in the last film, what was like what did you th- what what was your ex- what did you think was the like explanation they were going to provide?
1: I had heard about it before I saw the movie. Well that so, doesn't help. <laughs> and I thought, Well that's stupid. I hope that's not what it turns out to be. And it did. Like, I would have rather his head got put on a serial killer's body through some magical surgery and he was back at it than what yeah, they did.
0: Obviously, I'm, I'm talking to – I'm asking, like, what, um, it's 14 – or, what, 16 years earlier, Brandon? But, like, you heard they're making another Halloween movie. Your initial thought is what? No. No.
1: <laughs> are they restarting it? Like, what are they doing? Like, I accepted that this – back in 1998, I was like, well, I couldn't have asked for a more perfect ending than what just happened here. And then they're making another one. I'm like, uh, I just, I had, I, I never had excitement for, at one time it was called Halloween homecoming. Um, I was,
0: that's where Michael like, has to rush to get in
1: the dance in time before it's too. Yes. Late. <laughs> it's where, it, yeah, he fights the vulture on top of a plane at the end. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it turns, um, it turns out his girlfriend's working for Freddie. Yes. So uh, actually Beetlejuice, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I just never. Ha- I was. I didn't want it. I didn't, It was like it's weird to be a fan. And go no, it's done. But like, if they weren't gonna restart it or go back and just pick up where six left off, I was not interested in continuing the H two O storyline. Like, if they would have said, okay, now we're gonna go back and do a sequel to Halloween six and do more Thorn cult stuff, sure, go ahead. But like, I just I didn't want that recon. It was so. Like, you, you can't ask for better than that.
0: But I like the idea that this film's really trying to milk this scare right here, even though it's like, wait, so Michael Myers cleverly planted roses somewhere and led her to this direction? <laughs> like, someone that's not involved <laughs> whatsoever with Laurie Stroh? Like, there was a. We, we know he's out there. I just like the idea that the film wants you to believe that it could be Michael that's the one that purchased flowers and did all this elaborate stuff before this happens.
1: Well, an earlier draft had Charlie as a copycat killer um, hmm. during a lot of this, and then Michael Myers would show up and really start things. That's, but they, that, I think, they decided, "Hey, uh, uh-huh. this is too screamish. Yeah. We're already using the music from it. Let's not." I was, was going to
0: say that's that's the scream logic right there. Let's get a copycat right. killer of the famous killer. Exactly, it'll be super meta. <laughs> exactly. Scott, how would this do at the box office?
2: Uh, it opened around, I want to say, twenty-five over the long Wednesday to Sunday holiday, which was huge. And that, that was ridiculous. It was, was, was front-loading. It, uh,
0: it was the first week of August. August fifth yeah. or August seventh.
2: And uh, I think it ended with about fifty-five million domestic.
1: I think it was a. I think it was a pretty big week. Like it, it debuted yeah. it debu- it debu- it debu- like number three because there's two other big things at the same time. Uh, there was Brian De Palma's Snake Eyes. Yep. Which, which opened with about
0: the same amount of money, and Saving Private Ryan was crushing the box office, so it was still number
1: right. one. Right, yep, was that was num- it. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Um, but no, this was the highest gross. This was the big Halloween movie, and then Rob Zombie's came out and demolished it when that came out. And left a...
0: That made
2: about the same amount, not accounting for inflation, because it did about $30 million over Labor Day 2007.
1: Yeah. But which then, was the yeah. record which is was that record for Labor Day. Still is, yeah. Still is, uh, okay.
2: Uh and then it was also very front loaded.
0: It beat uh, it beat Transporter 2, if I'm not mistaken. Woo! The best of the yeah, t- it the did, best of the Transporter trilogy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it did uh
0: Sorry, quadrilogy. Quadrilogy, my bad.
2: Yeah, this came out yeah, August seventh. Or August fifth. So it was one weekend before the Avengers.
1: I was there. I was there for the. <laughs> no, no, the other
2: Avengers. Oh. Uh.
1: Both had cat suits. Hey, um, I was I was there for the first screening of this movie, and then the the one of the late night screenings. Like I saw, it, I, I think it's the only movie I've ever seen twice in one day. I was that excited. And then I went to get on the weekend, or the later that weekend watched a bunch the
0: the closest i've gotten to seeing movies twice in one day one was dark Knight, because i saw that Mm -hmm. i saw that because the so my stupid friends didn't get the tickets in time so we had to go to the 3 a.m show in imax which still worked i was fine and then we saw it again that night at like 8 p.m so i guess that's Mm -hmm. that's one day technically
1: (laughs) i guess guess, oh never mind i saw i saw attack of the clones at midnight um when it came out and then like eight o'clock that Technically same day, I guess.
2: Uh-huh. I did that with two towers, not intentionally.
1: Cool.
2: I just I had made alternate you know, I basically made plans with two groups of people. Uh, X Men as well. Midnight and then Friday night.
1: Oh I, I sadly I think I did that with X Men the Last Sand. I had I saw it with you at midnight, Scott, and I had yep. plans to see it the next day. So <laughs> I guess that's technically the same day. Man, I, I could pick some pick some winners there with this two in a day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I try. I think Dark Knight and Inglorious Bastards. I know I saw. I saw it like the third, like the Thursday night, and then I saw it the Friday night. So like that was like within like a twenty four hour period. I was able to see that twice.
2: I saw Contact twice in twenty four hours: Friday afternoon and then Saturday afternoon.
0: With seven hours of with uh, four. T- what is it? Uh, seven hours of static in between.
2: Something like that. Yes,
0: <laughs> I'm really trying to make that joke.
2: Fifteen hours. <laughs> Eighteen hours. Yes. <laughs> okay. It was it was a riff on the Nixon tapes. Mm-hmm. Um. I saw Mask of Zorro Friday night and Saturday night. Um because I mean, intentionally it was that good. <laughs> I said, yeah, I took my dad. Like, you're going to love this.
0: Let's go. I'm just stalling to get to Janet Lee again. When's she coming up? There she is. Okay. Right Ow. here. Boom. Um. <laughs> it was coming.
1: She gets this uh, throwback to the Charles Cyphers Sheriff bracket scene. Uh-huh. And she even says, uh, it's Halloween. Everyone's a title. The one gets scare." Which, funny enough, on the commentary for this movie, Jamie Lee Curtis goes, oh, wait, my mom's in this movie, isn't she? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. The, uh, the best is
0: that she drives away in the car that she drove in Psycho.
1: Yep, with she... the little hint of the psycho theme in there. Yeah, like... it's that's it's pretty nice and wonderful. And this is their, uh, they <laughs> were in The Fog together. Um, mm-hmm. John Carpenter film, and uh, also an episode of The Love Boat.
0: The best of their collaborations.
1: Yes, <laughs> which Jamie Lee Curtis says is the only job offer she got after Halloween. Love Boat? Yep, and <laughs> so she did, uh, so John Carpenter brought her onto The Fog. And then after, after the fog, things started to pick up for her. Bit.
0: There are no movies between Halloween and the, the fog.
1: For her? Yeah. Might be a TV appearance or two, but when's the, no. When's the, when's the fog? Who's eighty, eighty-one, eighty. Like 80? eighty. Eighty. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Okay. Skipper His, His New York is eighty-one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a reason
2: for that? Do they think that she was... was? Well, I mean, why wouldn't she get at least something of a, you f- know? Offers yeah. after being a, being a huge hit
1: like right. that. I don't know. Who knows if she was turning down... She doesn't like to do horror films. She just became a oh, screenplay. Well. But, but maybe that's just what she... She started embracing those offers after The Fog. Yeah. Um, but well, then it, after it, it makes after sense, a yeah. while, she started getting... she her, her her initial like farewell to horror films was Halloween 2. Um, yeah, because then she did Training
2: Places, which was her first... Training
0: Places. that her first non-horror film? It's her... No, but it's her first like
1: it was her she first. She had perfect,
0: movie. right? No, perfect is after perfect. is Perfect's eighty-five. Train Place is eighty-three. Uh-huh. Um, but like, yeah, it was it was more. Uh, There's like one other movie. Um, it's like a romance movie. Uh, Love letters. There is. Uh, but like, yeah, Train Plays was a hit. That was the difference. It was a huge hit uh-huh. for it. It was yeah. It was obviously a a proof that she could be funny and not just be you know terror train prom night. Uh, halloween movies like you know she can do more she
1: did the one with stacy keach um uh about the uh serial killer that gets uh trucker that gets a like, hitchhiker. what is it? it's an australian film oh it's like a slasher movie too that's am i forgetting um Film I do like of hers later on. That's non-horror. Um, virus. Catherine Big- Bigelow. No, <laughs> dude, if you if you want to hear her say some shit about virus, listen to this commentary because she has nothing good to say about that movie. Road Games uh, is the Stacey Keaton. Road movie. Games. Okay, yeah, but I like that Catherine Bigelow one, Blue Steel, that she did with uh, Clancy Brown.
0: Yeah, I yeah, se- I've seen that a long time ago, and because Catherine Bigelow films are very hard to find, uh, it's hard for me to watch it. <laughs> so I can't. I see. have
1: I have a I have a German Blu-ray of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Because that's the only country that's been released. Hey, Shout Factor should put that one out. That would be a good one.
0: Like, I feel, I've, I've talked to you about this before. It seems like Near Dark should have, like, multiple releases on Blu-ray, and yet it doesn't. Like, it feels like that's an easy Scream Factor release, and somehow it's not. I
2: could have sworn I QC'd a Blu-ray for that.
0: It has, I, a, I, it, it has a DVD. It had, like, a limited Blu-ray. But like
1: Yeah, it's they, a Lionsgate
2: movie. Because I so. everybody got upset because the cover made it look like, you know, Twilight or something. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: That's it. I'm
0: not I'm not even the biggest near dark fan. It's just like I feel like I should be able to see this easier than I currently can. Right. Yeah. There's that creepy car. I love that it gets a send off right here. It's like all right. Well
1: and like Strange Days is hard to find yep, too. Yep.
0: These are and these and that's a Fox one. And, uh, and like that seems seems like you easily do that. Here's a so Michael Myers really doesn't want to kill LL Cool J either. He's just kind of like yeah. hanging out. But they're doing some good stuff to like milk the tension, that's for sure.
1: And, and, you know, it's funny, there's a lot of things, you know, that work in H2O that would wildly misinform or go overboard with the next movie. Because, like, LL Cool J worked so well here, they went with Busta Rhymes in the next one, and then they would stunt cast almost the entire cast for it. it. When, in reality, the only stunt casted here was Michelle Williams with, you know, being a named teen actor. That... Jodie Lynn O'Keefe I guess but she had like Nash Bridges or something but jo-
0: well, Jodie Lynn O'Keefe had like what like she's all that and like... the comic, yeah. yeah
1: Michelle Williams but, though, like mean, she like they're cuz she was
0: just starting Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek starting this year. And so it's like Okay. It, no it's like it's an even yeah it's like mid-season replacement so it's early 98 I believe. Yeah. So it's like it's it, this it, ha- this it, had to be filming already or at least at the same time.
1: Yeah. oh well, yeah I guess so. Um but like they would, yeah, they would. They you know they put the rookie of the year, American Pie kid that that wasn't Thomas and Nicholas. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the one that was a star going into American Pie and became the nobody by the end of it. Um, and then you know they had uh, early Katie Sackoff. Um They had that girl from uh, what, Bianca Kajelik. Uh, yeah, they just oh Thomas and Nicholas.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's special
1: special yeah. guest appearance by thomas e. Nicholas. or not him no, oh, sean Tom patrick Sean patrick, Tom patrick Tom yes Tom. it's those yeah, three it name, it's those three
0: name kids of thomas in the middle of it it gets confusing
1: yeah did entire <laughs> banks yeah they just
0: woefully sean patrick flannery is another one i get confused with these people sometimes
1: oh the guy who now looks like uh 2015 marty mcfly yeah but he's a boon, <laughs> but
0: boondock saints never
1: say die so yes <laughs>
0: i think that's the tagline to that movie <laughs> I do like
1: this. Were he survived, Dave, he they, the survived bo- working with the Jeepers Creepers director? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I,
0: I do like that Michael's like, he's here at this point, so it, this movie's done a, a great job of like setting up the potential terror right. that could be caused to Jamie Lee Curtis. So it's like,
1: now she can't blink him it, out, necessarily. It, it also hints at a potential copycat killer,
0: you know? I suppose, yeah, if, if they went Hint, that route.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, no, they're not going you know, to go that route, but it kind of hints... <sighs> in a way it's like oh wait maybe it's someone else maybe you know it's not because we've obviously, unless the guy who showed up at the beginning of the nurse's house wasn't mike myers but
0: i mean it would make more sense that this old man has nothing to do forever and then suddenly reappears yeah <laughs> yeah unlike, i mean just unlike, the way
1: they film ark arc in here is just kind of strange
0: unlike like, h4o where you know michael's been locked up in the checkerboard mental institution for the past 40 years <laughs> right Oh, it, it, That's that here too. comes
1: one of my T. Scream Two. The handshakes. Um, I love Arkin here. So I'm, the, uh, I'm having my nipples pierced tonight. Mm-hmm. That's good delivery. Arkin's
0: good. so I never watched Chicago Hope, but like I see, I've seen Adam Arkin in a lot of things, and I'm always like, this is, he just has a good screen presence. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's like he's, he's, he seems like a good guy.
1: Well, the problem, they sold him as poor man's George Clooney, and he. Well, he looks th- it too. I mean, he's he nice. looks it, yeah. but he's—I think he's got a much different presence.
0: Oh, no, for sure, yeah. His, his attitude's completely different from George Clooney. That said, he's also a very accomplished director for TV. Like he's done ton of, yeah, a yeah. ton of TV directors.
1: Did a bunch of Justified, Just, right?
0: Justified for sure. A lot of FX shows, specifically. Yeah. Uh, probably because you know you're in that group.
2: Yeah.
0: And then it like because. He he's on those shows too every now and then also so it's like oh Adam Arkin's gonna be in this episode I look forward to these
1: oh so we were talking about um, the lovely Scream three earlier this this uh, building would be used for it as the mansion in Scream three yeah
0: this looked very familiar <laughs> as I was looking at this like because yeah, like-
1: it's actually it's actually one building but they tried to make it look like multiple in this.
0: Yeah, right. Because it's like a big, it's a campus, so it's supposed to be yeah. like
1: everything. But
0: All
1: right. and she's still drinking. It's a late night. It's Halloween. She's stressed. Halloween. Everybody's entitled to one good drink. <laughs> a lot of long takes.
0: Yeah, a lot of like steady. I mean, like, they like, they
1: wanted they wanted to try to emulate Kundys work as much as they can. It sh- It shows. They had a their DP shot something. How oh, really notable. Um, can't remember. I'll look it up, but... Um.
0: But these, I mean, the long takes, they're great for building tensions, because, again, you know Michael's around somewhere. The movie's established that. So it's like, the, the the idea of an unbroken shot just leaves you completely worried, because it's like, any second now, he could pop up in here.
1: No, man, they're just not shaking the camera enough. That's...
2: Yeah, I remember when I first saw this, this isn't even really a criticism, but I remember the idea of her letting her son go on the trip was such a big deal for her character and her arc that I always thought it was, you know, scummy that they're actually not going on the trip and sneaking around in the school instead.
1: Oh.
0: You know what? I was wrong earlier when I said Graham Revell did the Scream movies. It's Marco Beltrami.
1: Marco Beltrami? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was like his first movie was the first Scream. Which you can tell because I don't know if you watched the first three in a while, but it has some weird directorial choices. <laughs> it's a lot of like lens stuff and like weird score things going on.
1: Okay, so yeah, this guy. Okay, this guy shot Lake Placid, which Lake Placid got delayed. Uh, well, there was weather problems, and that's what opened up Steve Miner to shoot this movie, also featuring Adam Arkin. Yeah, um, I like that movie. It, yeah oh no it's a fun movie
0: I, I like that it led to uh, anaconda versus Lake Placid <laughs> <laughs> that was the cru- I, I like that 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 crossover logic mm-hmm. held true like we need to do this
1: yeah this is a great scene well I
2: mean you know for that what middle hour or so this is a drama basically. Yeah. Because there's no violence. Mm-hmm. There's I mean, Yes, there's suspense, because we occasionally see Michael Myers. But there's not, you know, it's not like people running away from a killer. And not people, you know, there's no oh, yeah. mere misses. Yeah, it's a
0: psych- this is a drama. It's a psychological thriller I mean, instead of a horror.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, they're mimicking uh, the pacing of the original. That's what, I mean, basically what their idea was to go for.
2: Well, even more so, because we're 52 minutes in, and no one's been killed since the opening scene. And in the first film if I recall she gets strangled in the car at the 50 minute mark.
1: Okay. Well, LL Cool J is about to get shot by Adam Arkin so we're getting close.
0: <laughs> it makes me wonder why Jamie Lee Curtis would like rag on this movie. I like I can't
1: like Elizabeth I just... think it's just her her memory her distance. I mean during the commentary she's got nothing but hard work to talk about and and after she's like, "This is this is actually a pretty fun one." For maybe, you know, I don't like to watch my horror movies, but this is a pretty fun one.
0: Maybe it just melds. So, with, maybe it just melds with the fact that she did Resurrection after this, and that's and just kind of
1: reflects part right. of this movie because it it invalidates this film. I mean, this movie got put on a big halt um, when they couldn't come to an agreement about killing Michael Myers. What do you mean? Uh, like they, he wasn't going to let him do it. Um, Mustafa Akkad, They were like. She was bound to determine that she was going to chop his head off, and he said no. And he said, No, I can't, you know, I need to, he doesn't die, he doesn't die, he doesn't die. And then they got Kevin Williamson pitched him a switcheroo to which they even shot on set Michael in a paramedics outfit walking with the knife just to appease him. But everybody in this movie said, This movie counts, this is all we care about, whatever they want to do after Fine. But then she also had to sign that she would agree to appear at least in a um, opening yeah. scene of the next film. Which she did not want to come back for. And if you should watch, if you see the like press junket or not junket, but on set interviews with her and stuff, she is not thrilled.
2: <laughs>
0: they really, and she, she like, I'm thinking about that opening scene of resurrection. It's like, they had to put her on it's like the... wires and all kinds of things to make yeah. it work. like so it's like she had to be in it's not like she just came in for a quick cameo like they had to rig her up and do all kinds of things to make it work.
1: Well, and that that opening is like the best and worst part of the movie at the same time. Like it's probably the best shot um pace stuff uh and then she's it gets turns into a dumb dumb. I mean, mm-hmm. I just I just did not like where they went. And it's hard. It's really hard to find fans of that movie. Like, I think it's a universally just might be some people who can watch it better than others. But every time I've watched that movie, I just.
0: Well, it's it's like a, yeah, it's a Jaws the Revenge I, type scenario where there's a, just a lot of really bad things that make it somewhat entertaining for some people to yeah. enjoy on that level. But I don't think anyone looks at a Halloween Resurrection, even the fans and are like, yeah, it's great because of how much it honors the legacy of Halloween.
1: Right. The one thing it did get right is it ditched the, the blood, like the Michael Stock's relative X storyline. That's one thing that hampered the series and kind of makes it a bit loony, um, which we all kind of liked it for a while, but it's like how 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 deep are we going with these relatives, which is where we get in six. And then Halloween Resurrection says, oh, let's just make his house like a, actually the size of a museum, apparently. And he kills people in there with no relative connection which is the, the smart move which is what this movie the reason the new one is ignoring part two even is to ditch the relative connection because they probably have plans to continue with them afterwards have, if should it be a hit but who am i kidding it doesn't need to be a hit to keep michael myers going because the akkad family will make it happen
0: but who are you kidding anyway, because yeah. you know that movie's going to be a hit. Like
1: It's the, it's e- going to be it's everything. Oh, yeah.
0: It's positioned perfectly to be like a good, you know, even if it doesn't hit like 100 million, it's still like, I imagine cheap enough, but also in the right like position as far as release date, who's involved, right. the previews so far for it, the kind of anticipation it has, the Blumhouse name, like everything about it screams this movie's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. But who, what, yeah. what, what do I know? I'm talking with the guy that thought Skyscraper was going to be one of the biggest hits of the summer. So, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How do they screw that up?
0: Although it did make, what, like $300 million, right? So, you know, it could do yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it didn't bomb. It just <laughs> didn't. I mean, it bombed in North America. Yeah. And it didn't do yeah. well enough. You know, it, it's, and it's not good. So, I mean, that's. Yeah,
0: we're not going to see Skyscraper 2 where they build a skyscraper on top of the skyscraper. That would be better. <laughs> it's just bigger. That's our picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll throw sharks at it.
1: It'll be an it'll be an
0: underwater skyscraper. That's what they'll do. I'm intrigued by this. We should do this movie. We'll build a skyscraper underwater.
2: I'm sure we'll see that in Avatar too.
0: <laughs> That's where they meet the gungans. <laughs> here's this dumb waiter which i think is a very clever set piece that they'll keep using it is
1: where's the cg mask scene is that it's coming up when he when he uh when he goes after jody lynn well no it's when he it's quick it's when he uh pulls his hand out from the disposal and michael myers is standing right in front of him so it's this scene Yes.
0: This is a really belabored tension scene, though. Like he's like he drops a corkscrew into a garbage disposal, and the thought is, let's just have Michael kill him. Un- unrelated to this, I I do get the right. kind of complaint that can come from something like this because it's it's such an over the top <laughs> concept for a sequence that doesn't result in the way you think it would.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like but you're,
1: it's like well, you're rewarded with the next death scene. Sure. Jody Leno keeps is great.
0: Mm-hmm. It's. It, it's like, I think the movie, this is a random reference, the movie Ghost Town with Breaking Gervais, um, uh-huh. it's the kind of thing where there's a lot of setup for how you, because you know that character is going to, or someone's going to die. I think it's Greg Kinnear that, like, dies. There it, there is. it is. Yeah, it's very obvious now, too, the, the CG mask. But, like, there's there's a scene in that movie where Greg Kinnear dies early on, and it's because he gets run over by a bus, but you've seen that so many times as far as a character stands in a street that suspiciously looks, suspiciously looks like a green screen but like all these other things happen before that character gets hit by a bus. So it's like a, like a, an air conditioning vent like falls from the sky and misses him, but then he walks into the street, and then the next thing he gets hit by a bus. It's like, all right, we've set up all these other things that can kill somebody, and then we just go, yep, bus hits him, never mind.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm still bitter night, however many years later that they introduced those... In the world is not enough. They introduced those giant helicopters with the giant spinning blades, uh-huh. and nobody got cut up by those.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and now we're at a point where it's clever to subvert that, like in what Civil War, when they introduce all these super soldiers and then they're all dead already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at now in this kind of area. <laughs> we can subvert these tropes. Oh, he's well, dead. It's gonna be this excellent
1: boss battle. Game on, then... game over for
0: that guy. No more Jumanji yeah. for him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is there no other way out of this kitchen? Because her first thought is, "Let me climb into the dumb waiter."
1: Well, it closes. I see. And maybe locks. It maybe locks. I
0: mean, it just like there's only one door to that kitchen. I guess that's a good shot. I like that. Oh yeah, Michael's because Mike, you know, Michael Myers can only do so much of emotion. So I like the idea that it's like, hmm, where's this going? As he peeks up <laughs> under the under the dumb waiter. Do you like the Michael performance in this movie?
1: Yeah. It's,
2: it's obviously good. there's not a lot of it, that's, uh-huh. you know,
1: the best. He oh. feels a little bit youthful, but it's yeah. fine. It's good. That's this is the
0: heaviest dumb waiter, by the way, because her leg is just destroyed oh. after this. Well,
1: it, it had a body in it, so it was weighed. I, it just
0: it's tore through her that's a weird mass shot. It just tore through her leg. Like, she's so like
1: disabled now. There's a creed. Yep. Which, it wasn't Creed, and the the Creed wasn't in the work print. Um, they had some Fuji's and another song I can't remember. The Killing Me Softly was when they were slow dancing, and then something else.
0: God. Yeah. Like, this is like the gnarliest thing in the movie, I think, right? The...
1: Yeah, yeah. This oh, is yeah. the Best death in the whole series.
0: Oh, yeah, it's the, yeah, I know it's coming. <laughs> okay.
1: I so that mask back. looks good in distances, but close up it can kind of look
0: yeah a little
1: bit weird. But in distances, it, it they really light it well.
0: Yeah, it is. This is brutal. <laughs> He's going at it.
1: And one thing I, I like here is uh, that you know Hartnett gets injured, has to be carried around, and he actually in the. The treatment I had read, uh, it was like a 7- to 10-page treatment. Um, he died in it. Oh, wow. And, and Jamie Lee Curtis and the, the Molly character were a bit more at odds in the script hmm. and didn't like each other. And then it ended at a like helicopter platform because the school was more in the mountains. And uh, he got his head chopped off, but it was during a fight where um, like Jamie Lee Curse, like, pushed his head up and like he got hit in the blade and his head got decapitated uh-huh. and that's how it ended but um that was the the treatment which i mean i think it was legit because a lot of it matched up with the script with uh the movie the finished movie so i think it was somewhere early in the in it
0: that's horrible that they'd kill off the sun like that's a, that'd be such a that wouldn't be yeah. cro- that wouldn't be crowd pleasing i can tell you that much <laughs> like she's, right she's doing so much to like say you know get over this as well as protect the next generation. And she loses the thing that, you know, she cares, presumably cares about the most. That's a really dark way to take the movie.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, and this was supposed to be an all girls school originally. And he was like the only boy there just to kind of show how overprotective she was of him. Oh, but then they decided to make it go ahead. Yeah.
0: Or just, or just, you can just easily have like just sneak onto campus or something. Like that's an easy fix.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I do like you know in all of these films that there's this weird balance with Michael Myers on one hand he's this relentless killing machine blah 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 on the other hand he's kind of got a flair for the theatrical you know yeah
0: he because uh, <laughs> like like Jason doesn't Jason's like just you know, yeah he just he's he's a he's Terminator like that's his goal yeah, I mean, uh, well Freddie obviously Jason's
1: does. Jason's Jason's like a celeb Michael's the artist you yes know?
0: that's and Freddie's the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> he's the jester of Slasherville. Yeah. But yeah, no, Michael, yeah, he he sets up performance art pieces with his victims. Right. Which is, like, it's interesting, I guess. Like, he has some kind of weird, like, ritual thing he has to do where it's like, all right, I'll 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 put them on display now in some way. <laughs> this is the main scene that I think about when I think about the performance of Michael in this movie. Um, right here. Because it's like, he I... knows he he's in a position now where, like, as an actor, I like thinking about the... How he's being directed here—it's like, all right, I know I have them. I can approach slowly. Okay, they've gotten into this cage. What do I do now? I guess I'll just keep slashing at them because I'm relentless, but I'm also motivated by something. And then it all taps off with when he looks at Jamie Lee Curtis in the window um, and gives that like head tilt, and it's like, okay, like I. So I, I like this Michael performance quite a bit. I think I think it, it is. I I can agree it's youthful because
1: it's set twenty years later, but he looks like you know a guy right. in his
0: twenties running around town or whatnot.
1: By the way, the uh, the trailer lied to us because uh, the 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 classic shot of her looking in the window they changed the mask.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which during that shot of him looking at the keys, you can see it's the, that's the older mask, the first mask they use. Um, having seen this movie many times, I can see these things now but I, I don't think anybody would really notice as much but yeah they there it's not go. that mask in the trailer
0: that's still a good shot though it is Even if they had to reshoot it so.
1: I remember they did a big like Halloween uh, he is so quick on, on like... Dude, he walks
0: everywhere but he can disappear instantly it's amazing how that works I like to think he just ducked Like that's what he already did right.
1: <laughs> time a shoe real quick he just ducked exactly yeah <laughs> so this, this sequence here reminds me of, uh, like, enter- like, Halloween, unlike some of the other franchises, horror stuff, they were always, like, covered by, like, they got, like, Entertainment Weekly would always cover the Halloween movies. And I remember the, the set footage was from this scene of where she hits him with the fire extinguisher and runs around it. I mean, even Halloween 6 had big coverage and set visits from, uh, inter- or Entertainment Tonight, I'm sorry, Entertainment yeah. Tonight yeah they would and you wouldn't see them going to Friday the 13th movies or the howling movies because i think there's
2: a, more, there's,
0: a, there's a prestigious there is something prestigious about yeah. this series that hits more than i think the friday like well, I, know, I know you're a bigger fan of the fridays than i am brandon but i would like i think you could say that they feel a bit interchangeable if you're not like studying them that closely well no that's the beauty of them yeah and like i think these movies for however good they are the especially particularly like the first two four because michael myers came back and like mm-hmm. and even even six because it had like a you know it was a big gap between movies and then something like this where jamie lee curtis comes back there is something i think it feel it feels somewhat unique when a new halloween movie comes out yeah where, well like, it's the Friday, just weird Friday, because where fridays and freddy's elms were they were like year they're the saws of that time they were coming out year
1: after year after year at that point Oh no. Adam, well, it might it, it might help that the, the you know, the original Halloween is like the best film yeah, of that, all that of them. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, it com-
0: it it started off really good. So it's like that's the other yeah. thing that's going for it. Adam Arkin dies too. It's so sad cuz he's shaken.
1: <laughs> he's got the the Halloween 2 nurse death. Exactly. What were you saying? Uh,
0: guys, about the Oh, yeah. The the cover. What were I, you saying about the coverage?
1: Uh, the, it just it's, it's just heavier than the others and I mean, it's it's weird cuz Halloween does have a ton of se- it's got more sequels than Nightmare on Elm Street now. Um it'll always live because it's independently owned by a family that that's all they're the they're the James Bond you know Uh-oh-oh. family of horror because this is all they own. Um That's a good callback by when Michael crashes through the door right there, by the way. So like mm-hmm. oh, and, like, then and, and the sit, the, up. Yeah, the sit yep. up
0: right there. Yep. That's a, that, I like that shot a lot, actually, where he sits back up. It's a good like it's because it's mm-hmm. it's it's showing you that he's doing that, but it's still like the ac- the actions in the foreground. Like, it's clever. It's a clever kind of setup right there.
2: Scott, were you going to say something about the how
0: these films get covered versus the others?
2: Well, I think it was always a question of them, for lack of a better word, milking the goodwill of the original. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, to, to the, you know, the media establishment, the critical elite of that era, there was no such thing as a good Friday the 13th movie. You know, they were at best a guilty pleasure that, you know, your kids watched while making out, you know, the Nightmare on Elm Street films, you know, the people liked the first one and the sequels had a reputation because of their special effects and because of the character of Freddie, but you had a Halloween, which at least from the start, where you had one film that, you know, Roger Ebert famously compared it to psycho. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it was sort of the second coming of psycho and, as a, and because it was a bit more low key and less overtly tawdry and melodramatic than Friday the Thirteenth and less fantastical than Nightmare on Elm Street, there was a certain comparatively respectability to these films, as opposed to, you know, Freddy or Jason or even the more, you know, fan, fantastical Hellraiser or Child's Play pictures. And I,
1: I think yeah. it so from, maybe I, does Donald Pleasant' ha- ha- help? is yes. that oh, something sure. that helps yeah for me it does i think it, I,
0: th- <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it does i mean well i think that that speaks to the general tone of these movies as silly inherently silly as it might be to talk about the numerous sequels of halloween they're all grounded in a level of seriousness no one it's, yes it's not try- there's, it's not there's f- a, it's not trying to be, somewhat
1: serialized yeah, seri- too. yeah
0: but yeah and it, but it's not trying to be campy in the same way we're like the, I mean the Freddy clearly got more you know comedic as he went yeah. along until New Nightmare which I love. Um, yes. but like Friday the 13th th- there's you know no one's directly winking at the camera but those certainly those movies they rely on how over the top Jason can be in his viciousness where these movies like Michael's kills as theatrical as we just ex- er, er, artist artsy as we just kind of poked fun at they're still grounded in a level of this could happen in some way. Like these things could take place in some world. They, they. And also,
2: I would argue. Oh, I'm sorry. Carry on. No, Yo, go go. No, I would argue to a certain extent. This is a franchise where you're never supposed to root for the killer. Exactly. Yeah.
0: That that's a great right? point. Yeah. You don't. we don't want these people to die. The characters yes. are generally likable. There's you know some exceptions aside. Yeah. You don't really want to see teenagers get murdered by Michael Myers. Where the people in Friday the 13th are asking for it at points it seems.
2: And when you're watching a Nightmare on Elm Street film you want the larger than life fantasy sequences Uh huh.
0: Right yeah That's a great shot even though it's like how did he raise himself like that?
1: (laughs) Which they have to go back to in Resurrection at the beginning like hey remember that? Remember when I raised
0: myself like that? (laughs) That's crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) She probably could have armed herself a little bit and Axe is pretty Uh
1: good I guess but you know Well this this is a cool showdown I like the Every little piece of it.
0: Oh, I like the take charge action, like, okay, fuck this. Let's go, ag- go after him.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's what the selling point of this movie was, is like, oh, yeah. she's going to fight him. And she has, you know, the, the it's a turnaround where she has secluded him somewhere mm-hmm. to go after him rather than, you know, the normal.
0: Because if there's one thing we know, it's Michael Myers can't escape from big open areas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cool shot coming up when he lifts the tables up, right? Mm-hmm. Steve Binder did a good job. Gotta say, he did a good. He job.
1: did. No, he did.
0: He <laughs> he had done it before.
1: He, he made some of the best Friday the Thirteenth stuff. Like Friday the Thirteenth Two has some really terrific like suspense chase sequences, just like really well done. And he could do it. And he did House
0: and uh, Warlock. I mean, you
1: know,
0: yeah, the war, yeah, Warlock. And then yeah, Lake Placid's a year after this. Man, he was working.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did. He he helped. Uh, I mean, he he was a big in the uh, uh, creation of Wonder Years and getting that done.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, and, and, you know, what's funny is he doesn't like... He'd never really done uh, commentaries or interviews about his films too recently because he just didn't understand... For some reason, he's got that thing where I, I don't understand what, what am I supposed to do. I made this movie that speaks for itself, that type of thing. I'm done with it. But, you know, on... The commentary for this at the end. He's like, man, this was actually really fun, so <laughs> maybe we'll see more Steve Miner talking about things. I think he did uh, show up for the Crystal Lake
0: Memories documentary. Was there a... Talk- um, Lake Plastic got a shout- Scream Factor released, didn't it?
1: It did. I'm not sure if he was on there or not. Did You, you didn't review um, it? I did review it. It was <laughs> years ago. <laughs> okay. You know how many of those I've reviewed? I don't have? care, Brandon. I don't care. <laughs> you did not... Fully study for this damn. Um, I'm, I'm
0: looking it up now. See as genially Curtis throws like a drawer full of knives at him and misses. <laughs> uh, do,
1: do, 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 do. there's no commentary yeah, on there's, it. There's
0: just a making of. Yeah. Oh, Brendan Gleason's in that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to put this on the list, Lake Placid, as far as commentary tracks we got to do. Oh I mean, yeah, I
1: think we've talked about doing that before. Yeah, probably.
0: Sure. I can't imagine us not talking about doing that before. <laughs> Adding it to the list right here. We're, we're gonna knock one of the long ones off next month. Predator two. Oh yeah.
1: Predator yeah, it's gonna be like the, you know, like because there's we knocked off the arrival finally like a year ago, yeah. and now the uh, the uh, Danny Glover adventure is finally coming. That's right.
0: She goes to Which, town on Michael, by the way.
1: Yeah, watched again recently. Not not bad. Well, not two. bad.
0: Yeah, Predator. We'll, we'll be talking about
1: it. I don't, I don't even
0: have. To, I don't even have to rewatch Predator two. I've seen it a lot. Yeah, (laughs) I am ready to talk Predator too. (laughs) Speaking of R-rated movies, because that movie is very (laughs) R-rated.
1: Oh yeah, it showed two boobs in it. Uh, so yeah, yeah, she stabbed him six times. Mm -hmm. Fall off after impaling with a flagpole right where'd her gun go I'm, i was
0: probably looking at something else what order where, where, did she drop it or something
1: um it was i think arkin had it when he got stabbed Oh,
0: that, okay and then michael the the <laughs> clever man that he is he like kicked it aside somewhere so it's like oh, okay she comes
1: back <laughs> and here comes that scene where everybody goes you idiot
0: <laughs> yeah if you leave the knife in he stays dead that's how it works Oh, cool, Jay.
1: Ah, dang it. We're going back to Haddon. Haddon (laughs) Field. Going back to Haddon. I don't don't think
0: think so. So. I mean, he could have let her stab him. Like, what's he going to (laughs) do? What's LL's plot in this? Is he, he like, he's trying to get back to his wife or something? Like, he's pregnant
1: or something? He... Well, he's he's working the night guard. His wife's pregnant at home. He's, he works late shift, he's, and he's, he's trying writing, to be a writer, he's writing yeah, a, book. a romance thriller, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah a thriller writer. And I think, he, I think they originally did have him die. Yeah, he yeah, yeah he did didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah I heard that he died. It didn't
0: go well. Yeah, because people like because ladies love cool James. That's why.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yes, they do.
0: But like he yeah he survived sharks. He he survived uh, Michael Myers. He's 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 becoming mm-hmm. a real uh. He's coming to reverse uh, Bill Paxton. Right.
1: As far as... No, that's a funny... The funny. That's one thing I love about Deep Blue sea. It's One of those movies where, like... The peop- just, like, yeah. you know, Pitch Black, where you're like, oh, the- that's the survivors of this movie? Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> that said, in this day and age, people be like, why'd they kill the women in those movies? <laughs> right,
1: yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, man, I it's in the theater, I was like, man, if they're going to, like... And this, where, like, someone, like, drives off the EMS, we see his hand move and credits. Like, that's that was a lame killing of Michael. I get they're trying to throw back to the falling off the balcony, but then I was like, oh, crap. This movie is short, because there has to be, like, eight minutes of credits, because we're at an hour 16, and she's going to kill him
0: right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a long movie whatsoever. That said, it's not like the Halloween series is... Breached the the uh, time limits in the past. Either they're all like around ninety minutes. Right. It's only like Rob Zombie's epics
1: that are the long movies. Yeah. No, I'd say that these uh, these anniversary ones, man. They have uh, they have good endings. Yeah. Tenth. I love the ending of Halloween four. Yeah. Well, uh, that's this a, that's one, a... this one's a doozy. Yeah. Halloween four. That is a solid sequel. It is, it's, I mean, it's basically, you know, it's It's kind of a, you know, reboot. Basically, it's, a, you know, I mean, it didn't even have to be related to Jamie Lee Curtis. You just have Michael Myers escapes, goes after this random babysitter and little girl. Didn't have to be related, and it could have still worked, but...
0: Okay, so the paramedic's like, hey, it's me, I'm trying to tell you something. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I'm gonna hit the brakes now.
1: Yeah, I mean... This is as ludicrous as including four through six in the story and having her have chosen Josh Hartnett to keep over her daughter. Hey, you better off and had to feel this bait, woman. And now the paramedic's like, hey, lady, you hit me with your car? Hey. <laughs> oh, man, that
0: that really smarts. Look, I can still get up. Hey, lady, I think you're hitting me. I don't think you think I'm who you think I am. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I <laughs> oh, my wife! I love her!
0: <laughs> oh, it's really not my day! <laughs> oh, there's a car coming at oh, me! Oh, man! Oh, no! Oh, no!
1: Oh. Oh. oh! oh! I can still twinkle my toes! Hey, lady, could you help me out of this bind I'm in here? <laughs> and Mustafa's there, like, yes! Yes!
0: Fuel the fire! <laughs> Oh, there's an actual
1: fire. <laughs> oh, no, it's getting a little hot, ma'am. Ma'am, it's getting hot.
0: Meanwhile, the real Michael Myers' his mask was just killing everybody we just met at that school. The son, Michelle Williams, LL Cool J, they're all dead now. All dead. All the para- all, all, all the other paramedics. Janet Lee came back. He killed her right away.
1: <laughs> Alan Arkin opened his eyes, said, I think I'm, and then got stabbed again.
0: Alan-, <laughs> Alan Arkin came and said, hey, is my son all right? And then he gets killed. Yes. Because because they waited until the, dark.
1: Everybody got back from Yosemite.
0: Yeah, the murdered. Whole, yeah, the whole school, the whole school camping trip back.
1: <laughs> I
0: believe this is all covered in the Halloween Resurrection opening. Right, they're talking about the the massacre that happened right, while, yep, yep. while Laurie Strode was busy killing a paramedic.
1: Yep. <laughs> he crushed. Wait, why didn't he say something?
0: Freddie crushed and, his narrative. Freddie and Jason oh. were fighting, and then Michael killed both of
1: them while it was happening. Michael's like, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna like choke you enough to. Cr- There's your larynx. Crushed it. Hey, lady, I can't get this mask off my head. Can you help me out here? My <laughs> arms aren't strong enough.
2: I'm not did Michael. He- I'm James. <laughs> well, good question. The way he grabbed his mask. Did 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 our did they know what they were doing for the next one? No,
1: I think it's a matter of. No, 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 no mustafa did they filmed the scene but everybody who made this movie is like screw it let's just do what we do so they might have put that in just to please mustafa with him touching the mask
0: i i mean all jokes aside as far as the nonsense post go i do like the idea that michael's because he's so like twisted in his like thoughts on this where it's like he wakes he sees like the his target the one person he wants in all of this and he's completely bound he can't do anything and he's just mm-hmm. like, I don't, I can't handle this. Like that's him expressing, I don't know how to handle this situation. I, I, I like thinking <gasps> that there's some kind of logic there. Man, that's a head gone.
1: <laughs> it still makes me kind of jump, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like,
0: it's because a... you know, Jamie Lee's got some arms to use an axe like that. It's not easy to get through a neck.
1: <laughs> and Mike it will have, Mike will have a really breed than the original. And that's her. You know what would been awesome? Blow up the van. <laughs> that would have been cool.
0: As she walks away in slow motion.
1: <laughs> and Michael lived to kill another day. <laughs> in, uh, my damn kids in my house, Halloween 8. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. It does fly by. Still holds up.
1: I think it's a, I think it's a fine little thriller. It's, it's, it's one of the good ones. It is. I mean, I think I made it clear. I
0: Halloween's my preferred slasher franchise, so it's like I. There's not many bad ones in my eyes. <laughs> like there's, it's only there's only good. it's only one that's near unwatchable, and the rest are like, you know, varying degrees of good to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's a fun series, even as sporadic and random as it is. I love it, and it's. I, I kind of like it messy. You know.
0: Yeah, because it's, the, I mean, that's the beauty of film when, as long as, you know, film Twitter is not yelling at you about it. I mean, things don't have to abide by some standard rule. You can have, like Scott, you've said, you know, a, a choose-your-own-adventure type of
2: chronology. Pretty much. And, uh, I mean, I, I like, I like the, the, the Jamie Strode trilogy, as weird as it is. Even, yes, yeah, six to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Producers, yeah. cut, obviously.
1: And I think six a, makes it work. Yeah, Six is a fascinating film. Like it was one, a film that really taught me about like how messy a production can be. Like different cuts of movies, test screen. Like I learned a lot off. Like I have a special place in my heart for it. Not only was it my first Halloween in the theater that I got to see, but I mean, there was so much fascinating reading to do up on it because it was such a messy production because of the different cuts. Getting a producer's cut like bootleg VHS like. All that stuff just fascinated me. So, quality aside, I like that film for a lot of things. It taught me and just uh, things beyond the film that to learn about, and just like talking to people on the internet, hearsay, all this stuff, and reading like Fangoria. I remember reading that the pre-release stuff on Six with Fangoria, and then going to see the movie, and like there are no pictures of like these rituals that I was seeing (laughs) in the magazine. But yeah. And it has Paul Steven Rudd. Yep. <laughs>
0: Ant-Man himself. So, with all this said, where are we looking with uh, this new one? I assume we're all
1: excited to varying degrees. I'm very excited. And I love the, the you know, when they said David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, that, you know, a lot of people always, well, is going to be a funny one? It's like, dudes, you know, like, good stuff comes, like, people don't, aren't one-trick ponies. Like, I wish we could get well. that out of our system and david gordon green before people associated with comedy was like this serious like art house yeah he's like, the guy the director
0: George George, George Walsh, Undertow, all the real the girls girl. Snow all the, the, yeah. the hilarious snow angels
1: <laughs> yes right. right and these guys came they're fans of things too they're not i mean it's but, it's just funny yeah, but yeah, it's the same thing with the whole like you know
0: tarantino doing a star trek film was like well i guess it's going to be loaded with swears and violence like Dude could be a fan of something and know how to, you know, adapt to the sensibilities of the thing
2: that he's writing for. Like, that's, you know, right. that's what's it. McFarlane's at Orville. You know, he, yeah, there's a little bit of a McFarlane, you know, that sensibility, but he also molds himself to the material.
0: Oh, for sure. And that's something I right. re- I respect about the Orville, and I look forward to the second season just because the show's probably found its footing now that it knows more of what it's right. doing well, than when it started.
1: It got towards the end of that first season. You could tell they really found what the show was after a few episodes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they... It's funny. The one thing, though, I will say that has my had my confidence from the beginning wasn't it wasn't the John Carpenter like coming back it wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis it wasn't David Gordon Green Dan Wright it was Blumhouse is doing a Halloween movie yeah and the one thing I've been saying about these damn movies like over and over on podcasts and my writing and stuff is you don't need to spend a thirty million on a Halloween on a Friday the thirteenth the coolest thing about these movies was how little they spent and to see the levels of creativity or what people would do and who would come out with a better film from these and people go on to be big directors of what they could like Rennie Harlan did Nightmare Elm Street 4, like no money, but it made he made it look like a million dollars. Or a million dollars, like a hundred million. He made it look like a hundred million dollars. Like give people money, make them compromise, make them improvise, like do it on the low like they used to be. That's what I want to see. I, I don't need the slick and polished. It was a nice cool experiment we did in the OOs. But now we don't need that, and hopefully Blumhouse. And I know Blumhouse didn't spend like maybe even they probably didn't even spend maybe twenty million on it. Who knows? It says ten. Um, yeah, which which is high for Blumhouse.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure what what is it? Um, glass will probably cost
1: a little bit more. That may have
2: cost twelve. But, yeah, but right, you know, we'll see. But that's, a, that's a joint
1: effort. Yeah. That's a joint effort with Universal, though. So for that's, sure. Yeah. But anyway... And Disney's distributing it overseas. Yeah, so the marketing muscle's there.
0: Anyway, we got to wrap things up here, because the movie has completely ended, uh, but it was certainly fun talking about it. Uh, Always a pleasure. With all that in mind, where can people find more of everyone's work online? Scott? Forbes.com.
1: Brandon? Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Cult Cinema Cavalcade.com. We currently have our uh, three-year anniversary episode, which Aaron makes a cameo appearance in. It's lovely. Uh, Talk about... Talk about both cuts of Highlander 2 up front. Um, not worth your time to watch either. Just watch, listen to our episode. Great. Uh, you can find all the other
0: episodes about Now Third day on iTunes and Audio Boom. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4 and all my right. You know where you can find all our stuff. Um, th- th- uh, thank you, Brandon Scott, for joining me to discuss Halloween H2O. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, I, on to P2. I uh, look forward, of course, to Halloween. Uh, h4o which (laughs) we'll be most certainly reviewing and because brandon you're a huge expert on the franchise i'll certainly have you on for that episode um but yeah stay tuned for next month's commentary we talk about predator 2 we've known that in advance because shane black's predator is the predator is coming out very soon um so yeah all that's happening i think that's gonna do it so until next time so long and goodbye